The Flywheel, an Amazon podcast by Selix. Welcome to The Flywheel, an Amazon podcast hosted by two Amazon strategic account managers, PPC experts, and automation geeks. Whether you're a seller, an Amazon agency, or a vendor, we have seen it all, and we are here to talk, discuss, and share. My name is Tommaso. My name is Courtney, and welcome to Flywheel. Hi, Courtney. How are you? I'm good, Tommaso. How are you? I'm good. Um, I have to give you kudos, kudos, or whatever. I don't know. This is a new word that I've learned at Celix. People say kudos all the time, but I need to give you kudos uh, because you gave an amazing presentation a couple of days ago on how to apply the lessons of improv to business, clients, strategic account management, and all of that. It was amazing. And I think you should bring it to the podcast one day. <laughs> Thank you, Tommaso. Uh, yeah, I, we have something called Celix Talks here at the company, and they asked me to present on something. And originally, the idea was that I was going to present on advertising because that's obviously what my expertise is, but I talk about advertising in many ways all the time. And so I thought I'd all bring the in time. a hobby. <laughs> yeah. All the time. So. Our life is advertising. At this point, I even have my dad calling me during the day and say, like, excuse me, I have a question about Amazon PPC. I was like, uh, okay, I'll send you my billing information and you let me know. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I was kindly, I kindly suggested that perhaps I should talk about something else. And I used to do improv uh, pre-pandemic when I lived in Seattle. I had a improv uh, group. We were called Yesterday's Cake. And the rules of, impl- of improv is something that I actually use in my everyday life all the time. And I started taking classes in improv because I wanted to uh, be better in business in general. So yeah, it was actually two of my favorite things coming together. Why is cake so much better the day after? Do you have a take on this? I think it's because it rests a little and everything kind of soaks up. I think it's like kimchi, you know, like you just let it be and like little mm-hmm. bacteria does its thing, fermentation, all of that good stuff. I don't want to think of my cake fermenting, but I think that's kind of what's happening because there's sugar. I don't know if there's, I mean, what else do you need? Oxygen for fermentation and sugars? Yeah. I don't know. Yeast? There's no yeast yeah. in cake, is there? Um, well, I think that's what kind of happens when things are resting. Interesting. So if you have yeast, sugar, and oxygen, you can turn a cake into alcohol. Into bread? Oh, alcohol. I was going to say bread, but bread is alcohol. You see, we, we think in different terms here. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I use that same philosophy with lasagna, by the way, that I will never eat lasagna the day it's made, always the next day. I uh, I made lasagna this weekend, and as I was making, I made a, a whole batch that was just, I didn't even cook it in the oven. I just wrapped it up a thousand times in tinfoil on uh, whatever plastic and put it in the, in the freezer, and it's there. I have a free lasagna day uh, for the future. I can't wait. Doing yourself a favor. Hey, soon we're going to talk about lasagna recipes, but unfortunately today we're going to talk about something a little different than lasagna or cake or fermentation, uh, and it is day partying. Day partying, yeah. also called ad scheduling, something very technical to do on Amazon, very advanced. Uh, Courtney, do you want to give us, since you're the definition person, do you want to give us a definition? 
Yeah, definitely. So day parting or ad scheduling is the idea that you can control when your ads are being shown on Amazon. And it's something that Amazon doesn't support. But as always, if we think about the grandfather of PPC, Google, this was something that Google had rolled out uh, immediately. And with Google, it's a very different platform because search on Google is about business. It is about e-commerce as well, but you're using Google differently than you're using Amazon. So it made a lot of sense at the time that Google would say, hey, your coffee shop isn't open uh, after the hours of five, so maybe you shouldn't advertise. But you would want to advertise when they are open, which is you know 6 a.m. until 5 p.m. So this allowed small businesses to control their budgets a little bit more and hopefully get better results and better outcomes from their advertising by using this strategy. And Amazon set up, excuse me, Google set up their platform to make this easy. So it would adjust by time zone. You could set different factors. Uh, they very much supported this kind of feature. And uh, when when you think about it in terms of Amazon, what day parting looks like is let's say you have uh, two campaigns. You can have a campaign that you say you it just runs on weekends, so you turn it off Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and then it runs Saturday, Sunday. Or you can and you can have another campaign that says I'm gonna run it from 8 a.m. Uh, to 9 p.m. and then gonna turn it off, and the next day is gonna come back on at 8 a.m. and create this kind of cycles. Day parting is also supported by Celex. It's something you can enable in Celex. It's very advanced. You can even create multiple intervals throughout the day that say, oh, let me play my ad between 6 a.m. and noon, then skip lunch break for some reason and start playing it again at 2 p.m. to 8 p.m., something like that. That's all possible. That's all ad scheduling or day parting, right? Yeah. And it's important to note that uh, in the Amazon UI, Amazon does not support this. So if you have heard about ad scheduling and you're wondering why you can't see it in the UI or how you get to it, it's because it's not there. You'd have to use third-party software like Celix to get that kind of uh, control. Yeah. And when it comes to, the, to how you do it, as Tommaso mentioned, it is as simple as you can set up your time. You can say, I only want to run these days of the week or perhaps these hours of the day. And then Celix, for example, basically says, we will pause the campaign when you want it paused and we will unpause the campaign when you want it to run. There's nothing more sophisticated than that necessarily. So if you were in the Amazon UI, you would just see that your campaigns were paused and you'd have to remember, oh, this is because I enabled ad scheduling. Yeah, and ad scheduling is a very hot feature on a lot of these third-party softwares like Celix. I think that one of the big differences, though, is that at Celix, we're very open to talk about the pros of ad scheduling because there are many, but we're also very wary that there are a lot of cons on ad scheduling. That is what this episode is going to be about, right? Like, uh, we're going to tell you all about why you should be thinking about scheduling, and then we're going to give you all the reasons why you should not do ad scheduling so you can decide for yourself. Exactly. And uh, one of the first things that is the biggest pro is the idea, I think, why people even wanted to do it in the first place was this idea that there's a lot of fake clicks coming from bots. Right, Tommaso? Yeah. So think about it this way. There is thousands of software out there that deal with Amazon. There is even more companies that are interested in taking Amazon's data and analyzing it. To take Amazon's data because Amazon doesn't give it away, you need to build a data scraper. Uh, that's something I even did in college. It's it's fairly simple process, very hard when you're trying to build a scraper that goes on Amazon because 
of course, Amazon tries to block you, but it's basically a little bot that acts, pretends to be a little human, goes in, clicks on different things, open, opens different pages, and at the same time, it takes snapshots of what it sees and collects that data, whether it's a number or a string, it collects it all, and that's what data scraping is. But because these bots are so good at mimicking human behavior, also Amazon advertising thinks that they're human. So whenever a bot clicks on an ad, whether it's a bot or a human, Amazon can tell. So that click from that bot is gonna make you pay, since we're talking about PPC advertising pay-per-click, you're gonna pay for that click. And overnight, a lot of people, a lot of brands are spending power of their budget for nothing, because truly it's just bots going in, clicking around to collect data, and it's not really a customer. Yeah, and you know, these bots, uh we don't know what is a bot and what isn't a bot. Amazon is always trying to understand what is a bot and what isn't a bot. That's why we'll talk about some cons later, but that's why, for example, Amazon's data in the UI isn't even all the way up to date because they're constantly looking for these bots. But that is one reason why you could say, okay, ad scheduling could be a good idea. Uh, I know that I want to try and limit how much I'm showing my ads with because I might be afraid that there could be uh, bots clicking on them that aren't actually humans. Yeah, and there are other reasons why you should consider ad scheduling. One, one example is if you have a very um, strict or interesting seasonality. I'll, for example, I always give the example of melatonin. Uh, if you sell melatonin and maybe you were like, look, uh, most of my orders come in uh, in the middle of the night, uh, or very early in the morning after a terrible night of sleep and I want to make sure that my ads are playing in the middle of the night and early in the morning. So you can schedule your ads at playing exactly at those times when your orders come in to try and focus your budget at the time that when it matters most. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. I also have similar situations where if you have some sort of office supply products in which it is likely that the people that are buying this are kind of a B2B situation. So it's unlikely that the, you know, your HR department is going to be looking for this kind of product on the weekend because they're probably going to be right. using their business times to actually research what they need. And so just to prolong that budget, people have made decisions where we're only going to show Monday through Friday. That's that's a, a great example, actually. But, you know, with these examples of pros, I think there is also uh, a con to this, right? Like, I think we are so used to looking at data and assuming, oh, look, there was an order at this time, so it means that customers are shopping at this time when it's actually not true. It's uh, halfway true. It means that, yes, the customer pressed purchase at that time, but it doesn't mean that that's when the shopping happened. A lot of customers browse for hours before making a decision if you don't see an order, it doesn't mean that nobody's shopping. And it's just as important to be there when people press purchase than being there when customers are browsing and making decisions, right? Absolutely. I mean, this is the attribution window that Amazon has that every PPC model is based on is the idea that a click can happen, but an order or an action doesn't necessarily happen at that same time. Amazon has up to seven days to attribute a click to an order. So that should tell you even just right there that this isn't something that we can guarantee that just because you weren't just because there wasn't an order happening at the time of the click it was a wasted click that's an assumption that just isn't true another thing to keep in consideration are the four time zones that the us is in right um when you are planning to do ad scheduling you always need to consider that you may be planning to let's say start 
using your ad, playing your ad at 8 a.m. Uh, in New York, but keep in mind that there is a whole time difference in the U.S. that would not allow you to do that, right? 8 a.m. in New York is, what, 6 a.m. in California? Is that right, Courtney? Uh, 6, 7, 8, yes. Awesome. So keep in mind that even with the precision of ad scheduling, all ad scheduling is based on uh, Pacific Standard Time, uh, Seattle time, because Amazon's headquarters are in Seattle. So when you plan all this ad scheduling, keep in mind that different times dif the mean different things across the US and you cannot plan by region. So that is a big kind of downfall of ad scheduling in the US. If you're listening from uh, Italy and you're working on Amazon Italy, that's a lot easier because there is only one time zone. So it's a, a lot more precise uh, working with, uh, with these times. Yeah, excellent point. Uh, correction, 6 a.m. in Pacific time is 9 a.m. Eastern time. I did the math wrong. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that is an excellent, excellent point, Tommaso. We, because Amazon does not support this, uh, they do not necessarily adjust for those time differences. You can't set a time zone um, in the ad scheduling to make it happen so that it's 9 a.m. in every single time zone in the U.S. And uh, back to the idea that Amazon doesn't support this because, again, we are not attributing a click and an order at once. Amazon and e-commerce in general is a 24-hour, seven-day-a-week situation. So there's people always shopping at all times of the day and night. And there isn't any reason not to show up. If someone's clicking, then we're going to assume they're interested in your product. Absolutely. And look, we, we have kind of uh, dished out kind of the pros, the cons of this. Uh, in terms of uh, another big con that I think we should cover is the Amazon algorithm reaction to ad scheduling. Um, I always kind of uh, use the example of um, the Amazon algorithm not being democratic. I'll give you this example. So let's say that you have a category with only two brands that are selling. Uh, both of them have 10K in budget each, and there is a million impressions in that category. Let's say they both spend 10K, and so technically, if it was a democratic process, those impressions that are available, those million impressions would be split 500,000 to one brand and 500,000 to the other brand since they're paying the same. But that's not how Amazon works. Impressions are not assigned democratically. There is a thousand different variables that are taken into consideration when calculating how many impressions are going to give and are going to be given to a certain campaign to a certain brand. And one of these things is having ads running 24/7. When you are doing ad scheduling, you are effectively pausing and playing your ads throughout the day every day. That means turning off your ads, and that means that you're not running your ads 24-7. That could cause the Amazon algorithm to punish you slightly and attribute you less impressions. Now, this is not very mathematical. We don't know the coefficients of all these variables of the A9 algorithm. I cannot tell you if you pause this for two hours, this is how many impressions you're losing. If you're spending this and this is how many products you're advertising, we don't know. But we do know that there is a negative effect on, on, of ad scheduling on the impressions given to you. Yeah, we definitely know that consistency is key when it comes to Amazon. And even if we can't mathematically tell you what the uh, negative consequences are of this, we see this all the time with things like out of stock. We see this with uh, budgets running out. The more consistent you can be, the more Amazon's willing to bet 
that this that if I serve this product under this search term, that Amazon will earn money because at the end of the day, Amazon's betting that the person will buy a product because if they buy your product, Amazon gets money. They're very selfish. So take that into account when you're trying to set up your advertising. There's so many things you can't control, but one of the things you can control is how often you're showing up. And that's 24 hours a day, seven days a week. That's one of the easiest things you can do. Yeah. And look, I'm very aware of the fact that our cons list was a lot longer than our pros list. So why don't we talk a little bit about some use cases for uh, ad scheduling? Yeah. So my favorite use case, uh, and I've mentioned this on the podcast before, that I am someone that likes to separate my traffic based on uh, what kind of strategy I'm trying to go after. So if I have brand traffic, so all of my campaigns are just keywords that are related to brand. I have category, so someone that's just looking for something in general, but hasn't actually indicated which brand they're looking for. And then conquest, which is I'm looking for not your brand, but your competitor's brand. And one of the ways that I would use ad scheduling if I was able to, if I was managing an account, is I would say, well, I don't have unlimited budget. I'm not, I don't have deep pockets, but I do know that I'm getting some, uh, some clicks and some orders coming from going after my competitors, but day cost is often high because that's a hard sell, right? And so one of the things I can do is instead of showing up 24 hours a day, maybe I can actually take advantage of the fact that maybe my competitors don't have deep pockets either and they could be running out of budget towards the end of the day. And that would mean that if someone was searching for the brand, my ad would show up later and that would be an easier, uh, a less competitive uh, auction to enter later in the day. So I would... Set up my ad scheduling to say for those conquesting campaigns, I want to show, uh, you know, the last half of the day. Yeah, I, I love this example. Every time I work with people that I would consider very high knowledge on Amazon advertising, they always have their conquesting campaign scheduled to try and take advantage of their competitor running out of budget. Uh, speaking of running out of budget, that is kind of my second case uh, scenario in which uh, I, I recommend uh, ad scheduling. If you're running out of budget, there are so many brands out there that run out of budget at 2 p.m., 3 p.m., 4 p.m., and you cannot get at the end of the day when a lot of people are coming back from work, sitting on the couch, and shopping on Amazon. It's crucial to be on Amazon advertising at 6, 7 p.m. So if you're struggling to get at the end of the day, even if there are all these cons to ad scheduling, not reaching your customers when they're shopping is a bigger con uh, than everything else. So I would consider using ad scheduling Try to start your ads a little later in the morning, save the night from those bot clicks, save your budget, and maybe you'll be able to get at 8 p.m. with still a few dollars in budget to spend. Yeah, and definitely not a long-term solution. It's kind of a temporary solution, but it's uh, something that we would definitely say is an option, especially if you have the ability to do it with Celix. Yeah, and ultimately, I think my biggest advice for people that are just trying out ad scheduling is to do a little bit of A-B testing. Uh, Softwares like Celix allow you to enable ad scheduling differently for each campaign or only on some campaigns. It's very kind of customizable. 
do a little bit of A-B. Uh, turn it on on some campaigns, on a, maybe a selected group, not your top performance, not your worst performance, a little bit of down the middle, and look and compare how your performance is. Does your ACOS change? Do your impressions go down? Do you get more orders? And maybe you can find a method that works very well for you and you can apply it across the board. But definitely do a lot of testing. Amazon, yeah. because so there are so many unknowns, there has to be a lot of test and learn. Yeah, and we use the word, the language of A-B testing, but with Amazon, there you can't really do A-B testing, but you can do before and after. So what we mean is just look at your KPIs, measure a time frame, and get and record everything, and then look at what happened afterwards. And then I'll give you a little bit more data to say if this is working or not. So I think the takeaways here, Tommaso, uh, when it comes to ad scheduling, it should be used sparingly and be thoughtful about your application. Uh, it's not just a one-size-fits-all recommendation. You really have to back into it using your own uh, knowledge about your products, your own knowledge about your vertical, and what you what you think might be the best idea. And then don't set it and forget it. You're always going to look back at it and make sure that it's actually helping. Yeah, very wise words as always, Courtney. And this is ad scheduling wrapped up by uh, the flywheel for you guys. Uh, thank you for listening in. Uh, you can send us questions through Anchor, uh, leaving us a voice note or emailing us directly at theflywheel at sellix.com. We do read everything you guys send us. We do respond and oftentimes we take recommendations for podcast uh, episodes. Also, leave us a comment. Feel free to follow us to get updates on new episodes. Otherwise, we'll see you every Wednesday with a new episode. Thank you, everybody. Have a great day.